Hello, I'm Angela. And I'm Marie, the second half of this mother and daughter team. Welcome to Chalker Checkups. We're here to guide you on your quest for spiritual knowledge and enlightenment. All right, here we go again. Welcome back to Chakra Checkups. Yeah, and uh, today we are going to talk about sex. So bear with me. I have the most awkward conversation I'll have with my mom on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're not going to be talking about just sex. We're going to be talking about sacred sexuality. Okay, and so what is the difference between regular sex and sacred sexuality? There is quite a great difference. The difference between regular sex and sacred sexuality, how you begin it, what their goals are during sexuality, what actually happens during sexuality, and the amount of pleasure and ecstasy you get in it and the lasting effect that you have from it. So simply put just about everything (laughs) (laughs) and the interesting thing is there are a lot of people out there that are teaching sacred sexuality who have not actually ever had it which just stuns me but I have actually practiced it and was very successful at it and I've talked to other couples that have had sacred sexuality and they were successful and when we compared our notes the experience was the same so i'll start by telling you a little bit about my experience and what i achieved and then we'll talk about how to get there okay and in my case i'm talking about a man and a woman but that doesn't exclude this from being a possibility with anybody in our LGBTQ community, correct? Yes, that's correct. But I am speaking from my direct experience. So women, men and women are energy beings. And women in sacred sexuality and actually in, in reality are the holders of the power in sexuality. We have this belief that men have the sexual power, but that's actually a myth. It is women that control sexual power and their women regulate sexual power in when coupling, when having sex. And in sacred sexuality, if a man can make the woman feel safe and the woman is willing to be vulnerable, she opens up these energy gates that women have and when you open up an energy gate your partner will feel the response and that response is ecstasy so normally when you're the first couple times that you successfully try this you'll open up an energy gate and you'll just feel this sort of whoosh of energy go through you and the man feels it too and it's akin to an orgasm the next time or the couple times after that you'll start to have more than one energy gate at a time open and then it becomes with instead of having an orgasm 
you have a series of ongoing ecstatic states that can run into 15 or 20 minutes. Is this for both a male and a female? Both the male and the female in sequence together at the same time. You both go into an ecstatic state. It's not the same as manipulating someone into a sort of physical frenzy. It is a truly ecstatic state, a state of ecstasy that is like catching a wave, like if you were surfing and then the wave takes over and carries you much farther. Okay. After, as you progress with this practice, Let's say down the road when you're starting, maybe two weeks later or so, you will at one point or another, you will find yourself in a room, both of you, in a gold spherical room on either side of it, looking at each other. And even if you're not particularly psychic, one or the other of you, you'll still, when I did this with the partner I had, it was a very lovely person, but he was not particularly psychic or not even too sure about psychic stuff but it didn't make any difference because when you're doing sacred sex not necessarily about having to be psychic it's a sexual practice so but he still could see me and i could see him in this golden sphere and what did it look like and feel like it looked like we were in inside a molten ball of gold in a room of molten gold everywhere we were gold our faces were gold and we were in a molten ball of gold and everything felt amazing and ecstatic and loving like we were in a gold ball of love literally and the second time when we did it and we came together we were looking at each other's eyes and we were both gold and we were in this gold and we just came into this white light in the center and we just melted into white light and became one light and it was just it was a static and it was like instantaneous and also prolonged it's not something it's it's difficult to explain but it was just astoundingly beautiful Mm-hmm. astoundingly beautiful and this sphere is you're in the heart chakra so you actually will merge together into the heart chakra so then as you proceed another two or three or five days later when you then you begin to when you have sex you fire all your chakras start to fire together and every time you have sex it's like you open up and your chakras fire off like kundalini together in sequence right up through the heart chakra and all the way up through all of your chakras and you go into a profound state of just ongoing ecstasy and and, uh, an orgasmic type of energy that seems like it goes on forever so like once you get there you kind of don't need to continue trying no no automatically gets there well pretty much you're you've kind of trained each other and yeah it oh you have to be there you know and be conscious but it's not a lot of effort 
Okay. No, it's not a lot of effort. And you go into a static state and it seems like it's so profound and, and prolonged. It's hard to tell how long it lasts. You just go into kind of a timeless, profound, ecstatic state of, of prolonged orgasm. So is this something anyone can do? Yes. I believe anyone can do this. And for me, it's hard for me to think of going back to the other kind of sex. I really kind of prefer this. <laughs> Longer lasting <laughs> orgasms, better connection with your partner. <laughs> it's really amazing. It's truly amazing. And I think, I think that honestly, this is my belief. I think that this is what people really want or seeking in sex. I think this is what men want from women they don't maybe know what that is what they want but that is what they're seeking they are seeking a partner that will do this for them will open up these energy gates and help them to join and go into this ecstatic state i think this is something that they really seek and in my experience once you do that with a male they're not really interested in going anyplace else they're very happy with their sexuality with you. I think that sometimes people try all sorts of things to get to this point unsuccessfully because they don't know what they're seeking. And then when they do have sacred sexuality, they have this profound satisfaction and this profound sense of this is what I should be doing this is what feels right and feels good that they know, you know, this is what they, this is what they were seeking. Not just to open your legs, but to open up the floodgates. <laughs> right. Sacred sexuality. It's not. Orgasm is not the goal. It's not like a physical thing where, okay, we're going to, we're going to have sex, have an orgasm, then get up and watch the football game. In sacred sexuality, you have to reorient a little bit your idea of the way you're going about things. Because it, you may along the way have a physical orgasm, but that's actually maybe a midway point and really not that important. It's sort of something you just kind of pass by. It's not that important. Okay. So it's a, it's a whole different orientation. The idea of sacred sexuality is to have this very deep spiritual connection to your partner, not just to get off physically. But when you make this very deep connection, this deep chocolate connection and deep heart connection to your partner, what happens is you have the most profound a static orgasm you can ever imagine by a thousand times more powerful than anything you can ever imagine all right now let's go back to the beginning like is this something that's more likely to happen with a partner that you've been with longer that you trust more well most likely so there's a couple things you're gonna have there's a couple things you're gonna have to establish you're not going to be able to just get into bed and whoa, look what we did. You know, I think it's really important that you at least have enough trust and intimacy with your partners, both of you, that you can talk about this before you do it. 
it should be something that you should discuss. That this is something we're going to try for several reasons. One is that you should have enough trust. And one is that you're going to be moving a tremendous amount of energy and you don't want to freak your partner out because it's going to be powerful, very powerful, much stronger than anything they probably ever experienced. Sometimes the most powerful spiritual experience of their life. So that shouldn't just come as a complete surprise. So it's good. Is it something that you could do by accident? Or it kind of have to be... Well, now, <laughs> this is a little weird to talk about, but not completely by accident. <laughs> but I did have one partner. We were, we were when I was learning this still, and a little bit less practiced, that we, we kind of got a little carried away, and we sort of blew apart, <laughs> and, and he passed out. <laughs> so it got a little out of hand. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> which i thought was all amusing and then he was a little bit like i don't know about having <laughs> okay it's just a lot of uh running a lot of energy a lot of chakra energy and to the degree that you have open chakras and to the degree you have the ability to run psychic energy and chakra energy and life energy through your body and then you're going to amp that up um, in a very spiritual way. It can be very, very powerful. So it's a good idea that you discuss it before and your partner and both of you are somewhat prepared for that. Okay. How do we do this? What is an energy gate and how would one go about opening it? Well, okay. So this is where the female comes into play i've looked tried to look up in a lot of ancient texts there there's a lot of different texts that allude to the feminine energy gates there's not a lot of clear or i have not come across much clear concise information there's it's one of those things that is not written about with great clarity but is alluded to in various different things and in some secret schools i suppose you could get more information but basically you do have these energy gates the women do have them not men and in order to open them you just must be willing to be vulnerable enough to say i am willing to completely open and surrender my energy system to this person I'm willing to open my energy gate and completely be vulnerable and completely surrender, which is not that easy to do for many people. Yeah. It's pretty scary when you first do it, honestly, but that's what it takes. But when you do that, when you're having sex and you get to that point where you're feeling this sense of vulnerability instead of backing up you go the other direction and you say now is the time when i'm going to be willing to be completely vulnerable and completely open and open my energy gates and when you do that you'll literally feel like if you had a door with a room with some compression open and feel this whoosh 
and this energy rushes through your body. Even when I talk about it, even now, whenever I talk about it, I still feel this rush of energy go through my body. And so will your partner. Okay. So in order for most women to do that, they need to feel very comfortable and very safe with their partner, which means that they have to feel physically comfortable and safe and probably also feel like they've known them a bit more than just that night or something of that nature. And also that they can trust them on, on many levels. Yeah. To what extent does one need to be relaxed to achieve this? Because I know it is a problem for a lot of women to be in their heads a lot, just to even be relaxed enough to achieve an orgasm. Exactly. But this is worth pursuing. And uh, that's why I say you have to, we'll have to, of course, you have to find a partner that's willing and you have to talk about it. But the payoff is great for both people. Yeah. I'm not saying that you're, everybody's going to go out and, you know, go to a party, come home, and they're all going to try it. It's all going to work because it is hard to find a, a person that is willing to try it and that you feel safe enough when, you know, the guy says, okay, I'm game, let's do this. But if you do find a couple that's willing to try it, there's no reason they can't achieve it. It's a natural thing. It's, I believe, the way we're supposed to interact sexually. It's a natural thing. And after the first time, after the first energy gate, then every time, every you don't have to make an effort through every gate. It, after the first time, you just say, okay, now I'm going to open my energy and boom, it just boom, 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 right up through your chakras. And the, the female is taking the lead and the male is just following along as you, as you climb through this energy. So he doesn't have to worry about opening his energy. He's just being pulled along with it. So I guess I'm still completely lost. But like, how does one open up an energy gate? (laughs) (laughs) So you decided you've talked about this, okay? And you decide you want to do this. I think it's helpful, not absolutely necessary, but it's helpful if you spend some intimate time before you're having intercourse, and I'm not talking about 20 minutes, but maybe a few dates, even if you're married or not married or whatever, just being intimate, like being, they have in certain yoga practices where you're just belly to belly looking into each other's eyes and just getting comfortable being close and intimate. That can be very helpful because that helps you to get that feeling of just slowing down, spending some time without necessarily an aggressive, physically sexual goal to get used to being in an energetic space with each other. So we're not even really talking about foreplay or anything before we're having sex. We're talking about just more like trust, like intimacy exercises of being naked and looking examining each other's bodies and holding space for each other yes exactly getting very with just being intimate 
not necessarily floor playing, not trying to get aroused. It's not about getting aroused or anything like that. It's about being feeling safe, being close, being intimate, making eye contact, being serene, and being willing to be in a space like that, almost like a meditation with each other. At least try that exercise two or three times and get that kind of a comfort level. Yeah. It's helpful. And it's not even the same as spooning. I mean, looking into somebody's eyes. No, that's a lot harder than just being naked next to someone. Yes. like holding eye contact. Yes, exactly. Belly to belly, eyeball to eyeball is much more intimate. And that's a good way to kind of get used to this the idea of this because the idea of sacred sexuality is extremely intimate and extremely powerful and although it can be it's also very physical it can be very physical that isn't the goal is not aggressive physicality but rather a very profound energetic joining so you may be having sex in a similar way than you normally would but without the foreplay and without this rush to orgasm you reset your goals so that you're not your goal is not to come to a frenzy and have an orgasm and then that's that uh-huh your goal would almost be would be more like if you start to get to an orgasm downplay that because where we're going is much beyond that and that's probably in our timeline is not is somewhere around a third or a half uh-huh so you kind of have to re you have to talk about resetting the way you're going to look at the whole sexual experience so many people are so set on the idea all sex stops for the most part when you reach an orgasm and sacred sexuality doesn't work that way Mm -hmm. so how long would it take to open these gates to get into this golden sphere well when i was doing it with a with a very willing partner uh it took us uh and and we had sex often and we had sex often before we started I don't know why I suddenly got into this. I probably something I learned from my, one of my teachers, because suddenly I just was, you know what, we're going to try this. Um, and, and I can't actually remember exactly where I learned it from. It's one of those things I think I just learned on the astral. But once we decided we were going to do this, from the time we, I opened, the first time I opened the energy gate to the time we were joined in the heart chakra, was about two and a half weeks okay and we had sex about every other day so the first first time you tried it you opened some of the gates but then it took two weeks to get into the heart chakra no from the first time i opened an energy gate and then it took about two weeks two, two, two weeks two and a half weeks something like that okay and after that it was very easy every time we had sex. Okay. 
I think that one of the one of the biggest problems with it, uh, if there's a problem with it, I, I don't find any problem. <laughs> but 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 potentially is that sometimes the the f- women uh, have so much power that it can be intimidating for the man. Uh huh. Even though they go in this profound state of ecstasy, it can be a little bit intimidating. I don't think we don't have in our society this concept of women as being very powerful people. Most men don't. And so it, it can be kind of shocking and intimidating. Mm-hmm. So that could be a possible downside to it. The male might not trust the the woman because they're intimidated like he would be holding this process back kind of or oh no no i'm just saying that no i'm saying that if it all goes very successfully sometimes found uh intense powerful thing happen psychically or spiritually afterwards they're they become afraid they become Mm -hmm. intimidated Mm-hmm. it's hard for but them it was to... a little bit shocking and hard to wrap your head around that it actually happened kind of thing it can be difficult it can be difficult i think it's easier for women to adjust to than i think than men mm-hmm. although i think that they're very satisfied with it i think that that's very satisfying for men mm-hmm. but i think it can also be intimidating it's shocking how powerful it is. It really is. It is. It's a. It's a very, very profound and very beautiful, but it's very, very strong energy. It's strong Kundalini, strong sacred sexually sexuality energy. In Kundalini sexuality, they talk about enlightenment through uh, Kundalini. This is what we're talking about. We're talking about enlightenment through sexuality. Uh-huh. profound enlightenment someone who maybe has never meditated or you know had any really profound spiritual experience might suddenly be seeing themselves very likely will be seeing themselves inside the molten golden center of a heart chakra and then joining another human being in the center of a molten gold heart chakra and and then going into a extreme profound state of orgasm and ecstasy right after that happens. That's quite a bit for somebody who may not have maybe never even meditated or had any sort of psychic experience. Yeah. It's also great fun. <laughs> Yeah, are there other benefits to doing this? Well, it is enlightenment through sexuality. It's going to rock your world. It's going to change your perceptions. You know, some people, they say, I'm not even sure chakras exist. I can guarantee you, if you do this, you're going to know they exist. Right. You may, some people say, I don't know if these, these energy gates even exist. But once you open one, you're going to know they exist. This isn't something that's like, oh, maybe there are ghosts and maybe they're not. Uh-huh. This is something that 
when you do it and you are going to feel it and your partner is going to feel it. And this isn't something I think that happened, but maybe it didn't happen. We're not talking about that at all. This yeah. Is, that is profound when it happens. You're not going to miss it. Nobody like, oh, holy shit, I can't believe that just did happen. Right. Nobody misses a 20-minute orgasm. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, I hope not. <laughs> you don't even ever forget it, you know? Yeah. I mean, people have said, are you going to ever have another partner? Well, I always think, well, not that other kind of sex I'm not. Yeah. I'm not really, I would not be interested. It It would just seem so boring to me so boring and mundane why would I want to do that but then I've had more than one partner that I have been able to have sacred sexuality with so I'm spoiled I guess I'm one of the few (laughs) people that have had, had that opportunity but I've made the opportunity available because I've tried to seek out partners and I've also tried to educate my partners hey listen let's try this because it's there it's yeah, for us and this is real and I can demonstrate this to you if you're willing to try yeah and even the women out there that are listening to this and they're thinking well but I've never done it this is true but all you need to do is to cross this incredibly vulnerable barrier of being willing to totally open your energy to the male that you're with and that's the real tricky part right there. Yeah. So what does that look like, like during intercourse? Total surrender. Okay. Total- but what does that mean? That's just you're surrendering your mind to the person. Like you're kind of doing your own meditation, like while you're having sex with your partner. Well, there are times when you're having sex. And I think most people, most women have, that have had sex will relate to this, where you suddenly feel very vulnerable that you feel the rush of energy and you feel a certain amount of vulnerability more than you may be completely comfortable with. And when you get to that point, then you take it one step further. You say, now I'm willing to go all in 100%, open up all my energy gates and completely open and accept this person completely open my energy completely open my energy gate that's that's the hard part and it feels scary it feels like super vulnerability because it is Mm -hmm. it's not dangerous but it takes a little it takes some heart it takes a little bravery it's worth it and nobody can ever force a female to do this it's completely regulated by the female the women hold the power. Mm-hmm. So it's something you can give. It's this tremendous gift that you can give your partner. But no partner can coerce you or caress you or do anything to get it from you. It has to completely be given by the female. But it is definitely worth doing. And when you do, when you do just say, okay, yes, I'm 100% willing. I'm going to do it. I'm going to go past my fear, go past my hesitation, go past this 
resistance to being vulnerable and I completely open my energy gates. You get the swoosh of energy and just a like a wave, like a beautiful surfing experience, a wave of ecstasy and energy just you know and in my experience the first time it happened with every partner I did it with they go whoa what was that (laughs) whoa what just happened there and then the next time you have sex then you already have that energy gate open and then then when you just get to that same point and the same vulnerability you just say I'm willing to open my energy gates then you start going in sequence up your chakras until you reach the heart chakra and then you go into the chamber of the heart have i got you speechless here yeah (laughs) (laughs) um well it's just so different from everything that most people would talk about sex but so this This is is true this is like the same as when we're talking about like kundalini is what you said yes yes it is well i haven't actually taken courses in kundalini like i said most things i've learned i've learned on my own um i haven't read a book about kundalini but i've had a few conversations with people i had one conversation kind of comparing notes with a kundalini teacher one time she had just been back from india and I, actually, I got into conversation with her because we were walking down a hallway and I go, whoa, can I talk to you for a minute? You've got the most beautiful second chakra I've ever seen. And I don't see many in the United States. Where have you been? And she said, oh, I teach Kundalini and I just got back from India. So we talked a little bit about it. But other than that short conversation I've had, uh, you know, I haven't really studied Kundalini that much a little bit but i've read a little bit but i haven't taken any major courses and a lot of it sort of taught in like mystery schools in india if you want to get into real depth but nonetheless it's a natural thing it's a thing something that you can work out like i did and the results are the same because we all have chakras we all have energy gates and if you're willing to commit to a certain amount of, of intimacy based on love and light and pure energy, then you're going to get to the same result. It's sort of like, what do you want to do tonight? Do you want to get off or do you want to have some profound ecstasy? So are there things that we can do to help achieve this? you know, feeling safe with a partner as far as like a breathing exercise or something like that? Well, I think meditating side by side is good because you're going to be in each other's energy field. I think anything that puts you in a sort of an intimate and calm situation of peaceful, calm, spiritual setting together is really a good idea. Yeah, and I guess I was thinking of like, you know, while you're starting to have sex with your partner and getting into these like dates where you feel like you want to open the floodgates and then at <laughs> at that point, are you like going to be like focusing on breathing after that? Oh, no, I don't think you have to worry too much about thinking about breathing at that point. I think that 
what you should do is do what you feel comfortable and I think you shouldn't do anything that's like super overstimulating sexually. Like, I don't think you should use like electric toys or anything like that. I think your sexuality should be calmer, more intimate touch, um, maybe go a little bit slower than you would normally do. Uh And on if you're talking about breathing, maybe breathing together or just being serene but just being very loving it's it try to generate a very loving and very serene and uh calmer type of a sexual encounter rather than anything that's might be overly physical or overly um agitating in the same way when you would meditate and you want to be centered and calm enough to have your chakras open it's the same sort of energy but that's not that that doesn't mean that you may not become aroused and you're and may not come to the point of orgasm which is fine or be breathing harder or whatever that's not anything to necessarily worry about or try to regulate if you're trusting your partner and you feel comfortable with your partner, then do what feels comfortable, but not in a hurry. Uh huh. It's more just about like keeping yourself comfortable with your partner, keeping yourself comfortable and happy and pleasurable with the goal in mind of being loved, loving your partner. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are a lot of people that have sex that have no intention of loving their partner. They just want to have sex. If that's the case, sacred sexuality may not work that well for you. It's hard to be vulnerable with somebody that does not care for you or have any love for you. And many people have sex with people that they do not love or care for. Uh Uh-huh. So, and so, and this harder to achieve this with someone that you maybe you do love, but you're fighting with often, or there has been things said in fights that make you like less loving towards them, or kind of have those thoughts in the back of your mind of well, probably because would you feel totally comfortable and willing to be vulnerable with somebody who has? you've been fighting with or possibly made you feel unsafe it was certainly a lot harder i think probably a lot harder that's why i said that i i really feel that the biggest requirement on the male's part is to make the feminine person feel safe safe enough to be willing to open up her energy gates the job for the feminine person is to be willing to do that, to let go and become totally vulnerable. And women don't want to be vulnerable when somebody's threatening them or they're angry or they're fighting. Do you think our past experiences of the energy that we hold in our second chakra would prevent us from doing like achieving this? No, I don't, because my first husband actually was quite violent. It didn't really relate to me exactly. His mother would set him off. He would stew for three days, and then he'd go off on me. 
and when I had sacred sexuality was much later in my life and it didn't it didn't affect that okay so you don't necessarily have to clear up all of your energy in your second chakra first no but it will help clear it okay so now it- more and more simple the longer we talk about it is that you just need a, a loving partner <laughs> which <laughs> that helps a lot <laughs> trying to find one of those for <laughs> exactly <laughs> well and the other thing that is interesting too is that once you do this it's like a light goes off around you and other people are going to notice that <laughs> So you'll suddenly have more uh, males attracted to you than you've ever had before. Okay. <laughs> I just the first victim then. <laughs> the first victim. <laughs> That's a lovely way of putting it. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. Sometimes if you get your kundalini, and this is something I should let people know because I've had friends that have experienced this and they didn't really enjoy it very much. Sometimes you get your Kundalini really open and all of a sudden it's like you're, you're giving off some major pheromone or something. And everybody wants to have sex with you, male and female. And I I've had some friends, we had a meditation group and a couple people that, over the years we were in the meditation group that happened to and people wouldn't they literally would be putting their hands on these people and you know trying to come up to them while they're having dinner with their mate and say you know come with me I want to have sex with you it was crazy it really was bothering them a lot that that was happening but that could happen all right so once someone's able to achieve this with a partner is this something one should be worried about having to turn off if you're doing it with another partner and unexpectedly, you know, opening these energy gates now that they're open. No, you don't have to think about shutting it off. This is something you do. You have to consciously, this is a, a, a conscious practice. Oh, and, you know, if, if, and, and yes, yeah, some people run from ecstasy ecstasy is hard to hold it is it can be difficult to hold a state of ecstasy people people love misery and run from ecstasy Um, that's not uncommon either i don't quite understand that way of thinking but i know it's out there some people can you know have love and then that scares them and in the opposite direction um and i can see that happening with this as well as a it just being a, a big change something different something new and then being afraid of it one of the partners i did have sacred sexuality with really really liked it and then got a little bit freaked out it just seemed a little bit too much energy for him to deal with he his concept of people as having an energy body and having a spiritual body and stuff was so limited that it was freaky for him and it was fine while we were having sex but afterwards he couldn't 
integrate the information that he received as spiritual energy was difficult for him. And that's why we stopped having sex that way. We actually stopped having sex altogether. Okay, so now we've talked to our partner and kind of prepared ourselves and done some intimacy exercises. Is there anything that we should do for the space or for our bodies? Should we light candles or smudge the area, you know, shower or all of the above or none of the above? Does it matter? Well, it's always a good idea to smudge because smudging removes any old thought forms that are hanging out and that just makes the space energetically cleaner. So I think that's a great idea. And I think it's always a great idea to take a shower because that also removes any kind of thought forms that you've picked up from anybody in the last 24 hours not necessarily anybody you've had sex with i'm not talking about that but just generally being in the market being around at work or whatever you pick up stuff and it just is better to have that be energetically clean and water is a great purifier so ideally if you're going to be have sex with somebody sacred sex or regular sex it's probably a great idea to take a shower first yeah, and then as far as like lighting candles, playing music or anything, is that just like do it if it makes you feel more relaxed? Yes, do what's really comfortable for you. What you as a couple are the most comfortable and the happiest with. Okay. The other thing about sacred sexuality is I don't think it's a good idea at all to try to... uh be drunk or to use marijuana or ayahuasca or any other substance while you're doing this. I think it's better to be just straight up sober when you're practicing sacred sexuality. And why is that? Just because it's more like clean energy? Yes, more clean energy. I think it's best not to be affected by anything else and to just, again, be centered. It's like being centered in, in pure light and love and clear intention. Okay, well, is there anything else that we haven't touched on that we need to know? Um. Well, I think if you're ready to try that, I think you should tell your angels you're ready to try that. And if you don't already have a loving partner, then tell them to bring one on. Yeah. <laughs> I'll start there. I'll let you know how it's going. <laughs> Say, okay, I want to try this. Attract to me a partner that's going to be willing to do this with me. <laughs> yeah. Why not? There are slim pickings here. <laughs> There's going to be a lot of conversations <laughs> before any man shows up at my doorstep, I think. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, for everyone else out there that's in a relationship already, best of luck. Let us know how it's going. <laughs> I think this is the, one of the greatest gifts you can give each other. And, you know, this is... The way we're designed spiritually and why not take advantage of this tremendous ability that we have in our chakra system 
to become enlightened beings by making each other feel ecstatic. What, what else do you have to do better? It comes right down to it. What are we going to do tonight? Have sacred sexuality or watch Netflix? <laughs> yeah, <I'm, laughs> Netflix and chill has been the standard these days. So maybe it's best to switch it up. <laughs> really switch it up switch it up and uh and go for some real ecstasy i think it's important at least that you know that the option is there and it's real i guarantee it it's real and it's doable so at least you know there is an option more opening of the heart chakra more golden light I know that for me, that those moments seeing my partner in the heart chakra is something that is forever burned in my consciousness. And I will never, ever forget what that looked like and felt like. I'll never forget that. It's ready when you are, boys and girls. <laughs> Two weeks from now, everything you thought about sex can be radically different than it is right now it's up to you available to everyone available to everyone okay until next time on chakra checkups let us know all right bye for now bye for now mm-hmm.